I think today we're, we're going to have a little discussion around uh, the looming recession or supposedly mm-hmm. the, the longest recession in, in, in certainly recent history and really what that means for the tech market and, and specifically for, for us as B2B marketers, right, and how how we can take advantage really of the situation and be one of the, the movers that's actually going to come out on top. And that, that's a really important thing because we've got a lot of data on this now, a lot of data on previous recessions, which shows actually who the top performers are, uh, what kind of things we need to do to, to be in that bracket and equally what not to do, right? What what pitfalls to avoid. So there's a few bits that, that we're going to talk today, a few, you know, hopefully useful insights from from conversations as well that we're, we're having with our clients. Um, but I think is is by way of an intro. Hopefully that that starts to get the the juices flowing, and I think all are. I think you're going to kick us off a little bit. With, yeah, with a few, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, yes, there's a lot of data on on previous recessions and how well the tech sector, you know, has navigated its way through through recessions in the past. But I mean, even looking more recently at, at what we saw you know, in the last two years, two to three years in, in the pandemic, right? I think there, there are some key things, whether you're in the tech sector or any other, you know, sector, but those that did well and do well in recessions have two key things in common in that they they put their foot down, they continue to, to push forward with investment, with momentum, with continuing to uh, to be visible and present in the market. And often they can get a greater share of that market mm. because others take their foot off and, and 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 retrench a little. And the other thing that is actually they stay true to the strategy. So mm. having a clear strategic focus on where you're trying to get to should remain the same. Your tactics and how you might go about you know getting there need to to pivot and adjust but ultimately staying true to the strategy and the direction you're, you're looking to go to so so i've definitely seen those two key things um in the last couple of years and and those who who grew significantly had had those things in in common Do you know that that's so true as well it, it makes me think back to um the research by Bennett and field right the, the long and short of it and that need to balance long-term strategy and short-term sales activation right and Certainly in, in a recession, you, you get this sort of tendency to lean more towards short term sales activation. But that's really problematic because actually what you're doing there is, yeah, OK, you, you may get some early wins, but it's not going to last. It's not going to sustain any significant growth. And actually, you know, two, three years time when all this is is blown over, you know, fingers crossed. Right. What, what's happening? Right. So yeah, yeah. I think that that's so true. That point around sticking to your longer term strategy you know, keeping that longer term focus in mind is really, really key. Yeah. yeah and that's, yeah. that's you know, years, one, two, three years plus, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I, I call it the, the tactical tailspin. I've, I've spoken mm. about it before, right? So going too much into the short term cycle is is one highly destabilizing for your team, as well as as not productive in the in the mid to long term for for the business it's very very easy to to fall into that so that balance is absolutely important um i think just thinking again back to you know more broadly as well what we're seeing you know so those two things are key right stay focused on your your strategy have that balance of 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 long and short and, and and keep your foot down but actually what we're also seeing is that well how do i do that in the face of 
you know, budget, either budget freezes, so budget staying the same, uh, you know, in some cases, some slight reduction. We're not seeing many companies talk about, you know, significantly increased budget spends. Um, and then on, on top of that, I spoke to a client recently. They were at um, they were at Jitex and talking to, you know, many of their peers and all kind of saying the same thing around, you know, actually headcount freezes as well. So not being able to, um, to recruit people into their teams and, and maybe even fill some some open um, open gaps. So you've got marketing leaders who are operating with you know constrained budgets and and constrained resources. So I think that really does focus the mind. I really need to be absolutely clear in terms of where are the areas that I invest in. What are the smart investments to ultimately deliver the results and, and get to where we want to um, as a as a business? You know, and I, I think that in and of itself is actually a really good opportunity, right? Because certainly what, what I've seen over the last few years is this, this almost over-reliance on, on MarTech and actually the you know, very significant percentage of expenditure which goes on to things like MarTech. And absolutely, there's a place for MarTech. Don't, don't get me wrong, but but I do think it's a really good opportunity to take stock of what you've got. Are you actually using it effectively? Is it producing ROI? Can can you prove that? Can you show the value of that? Yeah. Uh, because actually, I, I I would suspect that certainly for a lot of, of businesses, and there's a lot of research as well that's been done on this, where there is an acknowledgement that this has been an overinvested area, and actually it's a really really good opportunity to to take a look at that. So. I don't know if you're you're seeing that similarly as well with with your clients, Orla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you only have to look at, at Scott Brinker's famous, you know, Martech roadmap. Mm. There's just been this explosion yeah. of different <laughs> different vendors and very niche solutions. The challenge has always been within organisations: how do I stitch all these different kind of yeah. capabilities together? How do I make them talk to each other? How do I, you know, get those economies of scale? And it's really, really difficult. And, and you know, most people kind of fail to integrate really well. Therefore, you're investing in this technology that's not working in the in the best way, not delivering the results that you were hoping for and had planned for. So I do think people are now taking a really hard look because it is that, you know, one of the first areas that you can look at when you're thinking about how do I ensure I'm getting the best return from my from my budget spend. Am I utilizing everything to its fullest potential? If not, mm. do I really need it? So I think that's where we're seeing that kind of cold hard look at the tech I've invested in. Is it the right technology? Is it doing what I thought it was going to do? Is it delivering the results that I need it to? And actually, I think we're seeing, you know, there's a, a pairing back of what I really need. Um, from a technology perspective, um, you know, and, and and then thinking more, you know, you want a degree of agility. So again, maybe some a shift from some of the really heavy platforms to some of the newer, more agile AI kind of um, platforms and applications that we're seeing. So it's not to say, you know, tech absolutely has its place. Again, mm. particularly back to where we're we're, we're talking about. Um, limited resources but it's the right technology at the right time and delivering measurable outcomes to the business so Absolutely, that's, yeah. that's something and, i'm you know, certainly seeing as well it's going to come under such scrutiny uh, in the in the coming months particularly because 
she said we're all pretty much being tasked with delivering more or certainly the same with less resource so actually that ability to show is this performing or not is is going to be you know everything that that we do as marketers is going to be under the lens and yeah. martech is is absolutely part of that right yeah. and, I, and i think just you know adding to your point there it it still comes back to do you have the right long-term strategy that, that we spoke about earlier yeah. and that fundamentally comes down to you know all, all the kind of core tenets that that we would always be doing as marketers right is it is the positioning right the messaging right the channels the activation all, all those core bits right I think all, all too often there's there's this sort of tendency to, to almost overlook some of those things and think that Martech's going to plug a hole and be the silver bullet, yeah, which yeah. it just isn't. You know, it, no. Martech is there to augment and enhance what is already a solid strategy, and I think that that's that context is is always got to be uh, yeah. kept in mind, kept front front of mind, right, when when we're thinking about these things. Absolutely. So, I mean. Yeah, I was going to say we're, we're probably we may be slightly going off tangent here in terms of talking about you know marketing and recession, but actually, do you know what? If you think about how am I smarter with my um with my budgets and and investments, because it's something I see that actually getting internal alignment and, and you know we we obviously work in you know. ABM and that that's a very special but um getting the internal alignment there's always that you know ongoing friction and I think that friction increases when you've got difficult economic conditions and getting that alignment of accounts to target so whether that's you know net new acquisition existing customers you know I I think tech is sometimes being used as a way to almost circumnavigate some of those difficult conversations and alignments. Mm. So actually, um, can I point my tech at helping me to identify the right accounts? Um, you know, so with that account segmentation and, and account selection, when actually there's, you know, there are other, you know, there's internal data sources, there's internal conversations, there's qualitative insight that can be utilized, you know, to help really, select the most appropriate accounts to, to target that are going to deliver the results. So, you know, particularly in the case of existing customers. And I think that, mm. you know, bringing it back to the recession, that is actually something that we see. You know, it, it's always easier to retain a customer than acquire a new one, right? That's, that, that's kind of, you know, 101. But actually now in a recession, thinking about how do we really, really focus and point our ABM at our existing customers get that alignment internally as to identify who are the right customers and what are the plays, what are the upsell, you know, cross-sell strategies, expansion plays into those existing customers. And I think, you know, in terms of the, the return that that delivers, you know, again, like jump in and share your examples, but, you know, we certainly see um, in terms of benefits delivered to an organization, exponential returns from customer upsell, hmm versus uh, net acquisition it can deliver returns faster yeah. well absolutely yeah i mean the, the that came through right at the the abm forum uh, yeah. last week you know it still holds true right this principle that actually 80 percent of your revenue is realistically coming from about 20 percent of your accounts and actually yeah. if you take that even further it's, it's probably even more significant when you get right to the sharp end so yeah. Focusing on on those existing customers absolutely is, yeah. is something I'm talking to quite a few of, of yeah. my clients about at the moment. It's you know 
the tendency to be data led, as you were saying, right, looking at your, your existing data, where those opportunities are, where the biggest potential ROI is, yeah. is, you know, almost always in with your existing customers. And I think that's that's a really important point because it comes back to what KPIs you're tracking against as a business as well, and actually possibly adjusting those because if everything is geared towards net new acquisition, it's going to be very, very difficult in this climate. And actually, you'll probably see diminishing returns. Not to say you shouldn't be doing it. There's, there's mm-hmm. absolutely a, a stream to, to keep touching that. But certainly, I think where, where ABM in particular is a really powerful tool is, is existing customers and, and you know, the size of the prize, as it were is really really powerful there uh, another couple areas that i think you know certainly uh, seeing a lot of a lot of movement on at, at the moment is is the partner channel so actually looking at where where we can do you know either joint or, or sell through uh, initiatives with 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 our partners carriers vendors you know whoever it may be again a really powerful tool right because actually not only are you pretty much halving the bill which is always a, a helpful thing but actually, you do have twice the resources to, to deliver against that, right? And it, it is a massively underexploited uh, channel. I know there's a lot of stats floating around at the moment, which are predicting the growth in this space to be really quite significant compared to uh, a lot of the others. So it's absolutely something that that I think we, we need to be thinking much more much more about how we, we activate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the other thing as well that I'm seeing is a really interesting one and actually you know it's something that a lot of us have been banging on about for a long time right which is you know sales and marketing alignment but actually how how do we really help sales what what does that mean because there's absolutely a tendency to pay pay that sort of term you know sales and marketing alignment lip service mm-hmm. but the reality is is you know if you did a bit of a litmus test are you actually doing it like genuinely are you, are you actually doing something meaningful mm-hmm. in that space and you know, we've been talking to a lot of CROs and and a lot of um sales directors lately and one of the biggest things that they're saying is you know how how do i get my guys ramped up and in market and you know not just generating but closing pipe quickly Mm -hmm. because as much as we say as much as we can do all this great stuff as marketers and and build all these great collateral and campaign the reality is is that sales have got to be on the other end of that you know the handshake and then ultimately closing it so we've, we've absolutely got a role to play in in supporting them right so that that's a really interesting topic at the moment mm-hmm. that, that sales acceleration piece yeah. Yeah. you know are we getting the right insights through to the team uh, are we helping them actually with with the right content the right comms prioritizing their time all, all those kind of fundamental things is absolutely something that you know we as marketers should be playing a very very significant part in yeah it's, it's a really interesting um point and I think you know absolutely you know being able to quickly ramp my account managers bring them up to speed with you know insights into into the accounts that that they're managing is is a real concern for for CROs and and, and sales leaders and I think it's something that actually you know again marketing are, are certainly picking up on there was an interesting um uh survey and, and, and data points recently from B2B marketing. So, you know, I think 48% of, of marketing leaders identifying the lack of deep account insights mm. as a real challenge. So actually, how do I get that knowledge, get that deep insight? One, to ensure my my comms and my, my go-to-market is as effective and targeted as possible. But to your point, it's, it's it also has a, you know, a real meaningful 
benefit and value to the sales organization as well in terms of ramping their team and 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 really driving that alignment so um you know we we've we've seen that for for a little while and and uh you know i know it's something that we've we've been working to address to close that gap um and and you said there around uh, around sales accelerate um as a you know a, a key service that we've developed but yeah being able to kind of capture those qualitative insights of what's important at an account level what's important at a, a named executive level and who are the right people to speak to within within an organization and then you know whether they're customer or acquisition accounts oftentimes within existing customers we have quite a an operational relationship but if i want to drive an expansion play into existing customer accounts i may be dealing with different business units different functional areas i need to influence at a higher more strategic level so you know, even where there's an existing customer relationship, being able to supplement what we know about them already with those deep account insights, those executive insights, that contact level information is still is still a gap, I think, and, and a huge area to, to be filled for both sales and, and marketing. Uh, absolutely. And, it, you know, almost just kind of summing up a, a few bits that we've said, right? There shouldn't be anything groundbreaking in, mm -hmm. in what we've spoken about. It, it, it really does come back to do the basics well, because that will stand you in very, very good stead for, for whatever it is that, you know, you, your particular strategy, right? Keep driving, share a voice, keep your foot on the gas in a recession because, the, you know, your competitors, some of them absolutely won't, and their mm -hmm. lost market share is, is going to be up for grabs, right? So driving that share of voice is going to be really important and will set you up for that long-term sustained growth. And, and I think the other bit that, that is also really key is, is was being data led, right? Understand what, what data you've got access to and therefore where your opportunities are. And that's not just going to be in the, you know, the net new acquisition. These are the accounts we'd love to work with. Look at your install base, your customer list, you know, look at your partner network, all those opportunities for upsell, cross-sell. Yeah, we touched on a few others as well today, but absolutely, you know, analyze those opportunities and, and focus on them within that as well. That That's ultimately what's going to stand you in, in really good stead nothing fancy just do the basics well yeah yeah agree i don't think there's anything else i'd add so well well captured and summarized <laughs> well, I hope, hopefully it's useful <laughs> <laughs>